ABF Creative. ABF Creative. Mm. I used to love this kind of music when I was younger. Before I injured my leg, I was electrifying on the dance floor. I bet I still got a move or two to offer. If I ever find my way out this camp, I'll... Oh, there goes my radio again. Hey! Who's out there? <laughs> I remember you children from the other day. You remember me, don't you? The name's Eli. <laughs> you know this camp is closed. So, what made you come back? What's this? A note, huh? Okay. <laughs> Let me read this. <clears throat> hey, Timmy. Math is so boring. <laughs> Passing around these messages are the only things keeping me awake. Don't let Mr. Andrews find out. <gasps> Let's go back to Camp Redrum after school. That weird guy with the shovel tells great stories. Weird guy with a shovel. How about you kids go ahead and shovel yourselves on up out of here? For 35 years, I've been stuck here at Camp Redrum, all alone. And now, these kids start showing up. They don't know anything about my disappearance. They weren't even alive back then. But maybe... Maybe I can get them to help find out what happened. They're the best shot I've got at freeing myself. All right, kids. Uh, you want a story? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. I used to love being told new stories before. <clears throat> Forget it. Go ahead and, and gather around the campfire right there, okay? <laughs> nice of you to join us, Oliver. And no, you can't have any marshmallows. I'm pretty sure they're bad for birdies. <laughs> okay, kids. Grab yourselves a packet of marshmallows and take a deep breath. <laughs> I'm about to have you kids trembling. Don't blame me if you have trouble sleeping after this one. <laughs> Jacob was inches from sleep when the hangers in the closet began to jingle and jangle again. He knew that whoever or whatever was sending this message had bad intentions, though he could never quite translate the sound into words. He hid under the covers laying on his side and tightly clutching a blanket between his knees. Jacob! For some reason, Jacob pulled the blanket down just enough to take a peek, maybe because he knew deep down that this couldn't be real. Could it? Jacob! Poor Jacob's scared little fingers held onto the edges of the pillow as he plummeted into the tunnel of terror. The once whispering voice now seemed to emanate from the back of his own two eyeballs, bouncing around the walls of his skull. An endless nightmare. Jacob, what's going on? His dad called. Jacob's voice trembled. 
Daddy, there's a monster in my closet, he said. But Jacob's father wasn't having it. He rolled his eyes at his son. Could you blame the man? This was the third time this month his son mentioned the word monster. If anything, he and Jacob's mother had been thinking about getting their son some help. His wife had even shown him a therapy brochure for kids with night terrors. Honey, he doesn't need help, his dad had said. Sure, the nightmares and monster story is annoying, but he'll grow out of it. We all do. Jacob's mom sighed. Fine, but if he wets the bed or doesn't grow out of it, I'm sending him to live with his grandmother. But you see, despite all this, Jacob's dad was confident Jacob would grow out of it. After all, he used to have night terrors when he was younger. So Jacob's dad had faith his son would one day outgrow them too. To make Jacob feel safe, his father checked the closet. When he saw it was clear, he placed a chair in front of the door. This'll prevent any monsters from coming out of there, said Jacob's dad. Jacob's mother raised an eyebrow at her husband. Are you sure that's going to stop the monster, she said. Yes, it will. It stopped the monster in my closet years ago. With that, the man winked at his son. He ruffled Jacob's hair and headed back to sleep. He was followed by his wife, who stormed behind him and complained about having to be up early. She made it known that she didn't want to hear about monsters. Little did they all know what was about to happen. The next day, Jacob was in the bathroom brushing his teeth. Everything was fine and dandy until he walked back into his room to retrieve his backpack. From the corner of the room, he thought he heard something whispering his name. Poor, poor Jacob. Jacob, you are no longer a baby, Jacob's mom said. Jacob was shocked that his mother didn't believe him. He knew what he saw, and he knew it was real. And so he turned to his mother and said, There is a monster, and one day when it gets me, you'll be sorry. But you see, parents have a nasty habit of not believing in children's stories. And so... Jacob's mom paid him no mind. Jacob's thoughts plagued him at school. He couldn't get his mind off of the monster. He thought about the whispers coming from the back of his closet last night. Jacob! The voice whispered. During class, Jacob fell asleep. He was out cold. Drool glistened on his hand while he dreamt of a creature with no particular form. No face. No name. Only yellow eyes could be seen. The yellow eyes were trance-like, casting a spell on him. They invited him to step into the closet. Jacob, come in. Come in, Jacob. 
And when he did, Jacob felt a claw pounce on his arm. With no warning, it dragged him into eternal darkness. While Jacob was having the nightmare, his teacher observed him sleeping. This was the third time in a week. The teacher walked over to his desk and knocked on it like a door. Jacob's head popped up like it was in a game of whack-a-mole. All the kids in his class began to laugh while his teacher scolded him. Jacob, this is the last time you sleep in my class. You're getting a phone call home. Jacob clenched his fists. The only reason he kept falling asleep was because the monster's whispering kept him up. He knew he had to do something about it before his parents got home. If he didn't, who would? During his computer class, Jacob searched how to trap a monster online. In a stroke of luck, he found a link that led him to a blog post. The blog listed different types of booby traps to get rid of monsters. Jacob was shocked to find that so many people had the same problem. As he read through the instructions, he had a flashback to the time he won his school science fair in kindergarten. Luckily for him, he never lost his inventive spirit. Jacob found one booby trap that didn't seem too difficult to put together. All he had to do was upgrade his toy slingshot into a weapon that eliminated monsters. Apparently, silver rocks got rid of monsters, but he didn't have any real silver. What he did have, though, was his father's silver-colored paint and a wild imagination. He followed the instructions and painted some pebbles silver for the slingshot. This was his only shot at eliminating the monster forever. He placed the weapon in his left hand and patrolled the front of his closet. When his parents got home, they found him in his room. Your teacher called today. Why were you sleeping in class? The dad asked. His mom shook her head with disappointment on her face. Let me guess, it's because of the monster in your closet. Jacob shrugged first, then nodded. Of all the horrific scenarios that he had already experienced, he never could have imagined what would happen next. His mom told him, You know what? I'm going to sleep in your closet tonight to show you there is no such thing as monsters. Jacob was horrified. He jumped up and down like a kangaroo begging his mother not to sleep in the closet. The slingshot he had hidden behind his back fell to the ground, along with the freshly painted silver pebbles. His dad was equally displeased with Jacob's tinkering. Did you go into my shed and take my paint, Jacob? He asked angrily. With that, Jacob's dad confiscated both the slingshot and painted rocks. You won't be getting the slingshot back for a while, his dad continued. Jacob protested, but it did nothing. While his parents berated him, Jacob caught a glimpse of the yellow eyes lurking through the crack of the closet door. Without a second thought, he ran over and shut the closet door. You can't sleep in there, Mom! Jacob yelled. But to his great horror, his dad interjected and said that he would be taking her place instead. Jacob sobbed. 
His father reassured him that there was nothing to worry about, but Jacob knew better than to trust a lie. Jacob's father brought a pillow and blanket into his son's room and placed it inside of the closet. In the meantime, Jacob slept at the foot of his parents' bed. He wasn't allowed into his own bedroom until morning. His heart raced the entire night. The next morning, they were greeted by an unsettling sight. Jacob followed his mother into his bedroom. When she went to wake her husband, all she found was a blanket, a pillow, and a bundle of auburn hair, as if it had been pulled from his head. It couldn't be, she thought. Her husband was playing a prank, but an hour turned into three and she knew something was wrong. Jacob's mother called the police to file a missing persons report. How odd. You see, his car was still in the driveway and his keys still on the kitchen table. The house was searched thoroughly, especially the closet, and yet he was nowhere to be found. The police were oddly confused by the story given by Jacob and his mother. They didn't believe there was a monster in the closet. Who would? Except now, Jacob's mom was fully convinced, and she desperately wished she had believed her son before. Later that evening, police officers were beginning to leave. The sun had gone down, leaving a purple hue over the horizon. Jacob and his mother had sought refuge at his grandmother's home. Officer Williams had just been hired at the local precinct. He was in charge of dismissing the evidence collection unit. He was now all alone in the bedroom, busy removing the caution tape around the closet when he suddenly realized he dropped his wallet inside. Officer Williams picked up the wallet, but as he grabbed it, he felt a warm breath on his neck. His neck hair stood up. Officer Williams froze. When he was done playing freeze tag with his body, he slowly forced himself to walk out of the closet. But before he fully could, he felt long, spiky claws wrap around his ankle. Oh my, he said. Before he could finish his sentence, he was dragged inside of the closet. A deep, deranged laugh filled the air. And Officer Williams was never seen again. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you. That story was called Night Shift. Try not to have nightmares about monsters in your closet tonight, all right? I know children can be easily scared. <laughs> oh, what the? What on earth is that? I think it was a dead animal, kids. You might want to get away in case something dangerous is out here. Wait. Oliver, was that you? Damn owl. What did you drop back there? Oh, wait a minute. Did you eat this whole pack of marshmallows, Oliver? Does this look like owl food to you? <gasps> Don't you backjack me, you bushy old bird. <laughs> All right, 
That's enough entertainment for you kids. I've got to go fix my radio. You could come back here tomorrow for some more stories, but in return, you got to help me out. You see, I'm stuck here at Camp Red Room. I'm not sure how or why. So I'll need you to look for any clues that might be lurking around the camp. You do that, and I'll keep telling you stories, understand? Those kids got too much energy, Oliver. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I put all that to use. <sighs> I'm finally getting out of Camp Redrum. It's just a matter of time now. <laughs> <laughs>